Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. HIV is a global pandemic. Worldwide, about 37 million people are living with the virus. And while you're listening to this podcast, between 1 and 200 people will die of the disease. Put another way, that's between 3 and 5,000 AIDS deaths every day. More worrying is that, despite intensive public health and safe sex campaigns, there are further three to 5,000 new HIV infections occurring every day, and despite decades of effort, scientists still have not yet managed to develop an effective vaccine. But one very powerful way to prevent infection is for men to be circumcised, which reduces their risk of picking up the virus by up to 80%. Marika Ottman here, and I spoke with John Stover, who's been studying the impact of a circumcision program in Zimbabwe. Back in 2007-2008, some scientific studies showed that medical male circumcision can reduce male susceptibility to HIV infection. As a result of those studies, a number of donors are providing funds to countries to scale up circumcision programs. That's been going on since 2008. We conducted this study in order to estimate the impact that those programs are having on reducing new HIV infections. Biologically, what is the connection between circumcision and preventing HIV? So men can get HIV from intercourse when the virus enters cells on the penis. And with an intact foreskin, there's a lot of surface area that allows for the virus to enter. Circumcision reduces the surface area and therefore reduces the chances of the virus entering. How do you promote voluntary circumcision in these young men? So it's done through a variety of ways. There are community events. Also, program people work with community leaders to inform them of the benefits of the circumcision and how it happens. And then there's community health events and also activities at schools. Information is given both to the young men and boys themselves, as well as to their parents. And what is the most common age group that's been partaking in voluntary circumcision? Yeah, the circumcision is available to all boys and men, but primarily it's boys and young men between the ages of 10 and 24 that have been coming forward for circumcision. So this is actually a good thing because many of these boys are not yet sexually active. So that means that once they've had the circumcision, they're protected for their entire sexually active lives. That makes me wonder, what is the circumcision process like for this age group? There are different approaches to doing the circumcision. Each one involves pain medication so that the pain during the actual operation is minimal. And then there's a recovery period up to six weeks while the wound completely heals. But in most cases, the level of pain is quite low and not actually a major issue reported by recipients. Oh, excellent. So how many circumcisions have been performed since this effort was started? In Zimbabwe, where we did our analysis, there have been a little over 1 million circumcisions conducted since 2008. How many infections do you think that has prevented? 
today, so by 2018, 80,000 new infections. But that's only the tip of the iceberg since many of them are not yet sexually active. So we estimated that even if no new circumcisions were conducted after today, over the next 15 years, there would be about 400 to 500,000 new infections averted. The program has a target of reaching 80% of men and boys between the ages of 10 and 29 by 2020. And if they would do that, the benefits would be huge going into the future. And we've also calculated that the cost of the program would more than be paid for by the savings in the future from not having to provide antiretroviral treatment to those who don't become infected. And with the success of this program in the future, do you see the potential for encouraging circumcision in newborns? Many countries do neonatal circumcisions as a normal practice. There's been a debate in countries that are scaling up this circumcision for boys and and young men as to whether once they finish the catch-up phase, once 80% of these young men are circumcised, whether they should switch the program and then start doing circumcisions for neonates. Circumcision for neonates is easier with fewer side effects, but of course you have to wait 15, 20 years before you start to see the impacts for the HIV epidemic. So those debates are going on now, and it'll be next several years we'll see what programs actually decide to do. That was John Stover from Avenir Health. His study can be found in the journal Plus One.